0: Hello and welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Tower After Hours podcast from the fabulous people, Tower Marketing in Lancaster, PA. Um, This is Kelly and I have uh, two other Tower team members joining me today. Um, We have Meg. Yo. And we have first time podcaster Julia. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we have a variety of different um, internet marketing and uh, website, um, social media, all that great stuff to talk about today. And I think I'm going to turn it over to Meg first. And Meg, what are you going to be talking about today?
1: I'm going to be talking about um, Google's mobile first index. Um, So I found a really good article about how how to identify risks um, if you aren't prepared for Google's uh, mobile-first index as well as um, maximizing on opportunities you might not already know that you are winning at. It's a really big intro there. Um, (laughs) So for those of you who are listening and don't really know, well, I would hope most people listening know what mobile is. But
0: if you don't we're not mm-hmm. judge you. mobile Sorry. means
1: mobile phone and if you do search, <laughs> right. if you do a search on um, a search engine on your mobile phone, um, Google is basically referencing the mobile version of your website as the primary version of your website. So that kind of scares people at first. you know it's like, well I have a mobile domain. And then I have a separate domain for like my desktop version of my website. A lot of people are still doing that. It is okay. I'm not saying for you to like panic and crawl in a hole and like forget everything. Um, But if mobile and desktop are equivalent to one another, like responsive design and stuff, like you might have a better chance of outranking your competitors based on this index update. I'm not gonna go through every single one of these risks, but I'm going to list a couple of them. so mobile responsive was just something that really stuck out to me because our developers here at Tower are very adamant about doing this for clients that we have. Um, I especially as well, like compressing your images, making sure that they load fast. Um, you know, minimal na- navigation. That's like a really big discussion point we have in a lot of UX clients that we have, condensing your navigation for mobile users to find what they need. Um, That's probably almost like even
0: I think some very simple fact of making sure that your site like responds
1: yes yep yep, all yep. <laughs> the different
0: screen sizes and that like nothing you know like common sizes they don't break and then everything shows up properly
1: yeah and it it really comes into play when you look at different browsers so like if you're like in safari versus firefox versus chrome like it's um, that's what comes into play a lot but you need to make sure that in terms of responsive design that your website screen size isn't going to have like too small of um, click points or anything like that. Um, site is another one. Um, the article kind of talks about AMP pages which are accelerated mobile pages which are like separate pages that are hard-coded to um, honestly just load a lot quicker and you kind of see them sometimes in suggested articles when you search in Google anyways. Um, but the takeaway here is just kind of video and image sizes, cause that does take a lot of um, load time on your website. So just to be cautious and cautionary, there, limiting your video, um, compressing your images, compress them. That is so important. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, and honestly just optimizing for the customer journey, but that's kind of like redundant cause I feel like a lot of people already try to do this, like with. Making sure your navigation and breadcrumbs are seamless. That if someone's going to click on blog, they're not going to end up on a product page. Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that. Um, the way that you can preemptively prepare for a risk like this to know if like your users are bouncing a lot is implementing heat map tools. So like you know that like from mobile, you can differentiate your heat maps in Google Analytics and understand that kind of stuff. This article is literally so long because I had to <laughs> screenshot, I had to screenshot it because it wouldn't print from the, our printer was not being nice to me and it didn't print out very well. Um, but basically the last thing it talks about is just kind of you know prioritizing your content on mobile. Um, this is kind of misleading to people because does that mean like if a blog's performing well then put it on the homepage? No. Um, It means that, you know, something that you're excelling in from like a keyword standpoint, um, say you're a local farmer's market and you talk about like buying local a lot, like and the emphasis on like why organic and local products are so important, like maybe have one landing page dedicated to that content on your homepage to know that you want more users to find that, knowing that you're already ranking for it in like a mobile accessible manner, meaning like probably within the dropdown or, or accordion or tabs or however you know you want to display that but it's it sounds like this article is kind of like super surface level because with mobile it truly is like the code that you use and mm-hmm. things like that but this is quite a big step in Google's mind to like really start taking the mobile version of your website over your actual desktop version to rank even if people's do if people are doing a desktop search that your mobile domain might come up instead of your regular domain even on a desktop search mhm mhm Yeah, so it's, like, it's, well, the mobile version of your website, so, like, even if you're on desktop, like, I've seen mobile come up before for, like, other people, but those have quite faded out over time, so, but it's okay if you still have it, it's okay. We're not coming for
0: you. We're not coming for you,
1: (laughs) but, like, just be careful, that's all I have to say. I don't know, I just thought it was really important, we were getting notifications for our own clients here at Tower who are, like, being notified that their mobile versions of their website are now officially being indexed. Um, cause it might not be happening right away. It depends on the size of your business, size of site, where you are, where you live, what you doing, that kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah, so that's, I thought it was just really interesting. I think a lot of people have been talking about this for years, but it wasn't until like a month ago when Google was like. You all predicted it. We did it because that's what Google likes to do in their blog. So it's just now everyone's like panicking because they're like, they actually did it. It's like they're always going to do something we can predict. So it's just really funny. But, but, yeah, I thought that was just something worth mentioning and something worth talking about.
2: Okay, I have a question. Yes. This might be a stupid question. So um, just as background, the agency that I used to work at, we really didn't do, we didn't really focus on mobile sites at all. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like something new with me being at Tower. I've been here for, I don't know, a month or two now, I guess. Um, so you said if we're doing a desktop search, if someone's doing a desktop ser- search, sometimes their mobile URL, they have like a specific mobile URL. It's separate than... Oh, so okay, is that what we typically do here?
1: N- no, we okay. do <laughs> Best practice for Tower, and not to like get too much into Tower, but <laughs> we typically design for um, desktop and mobile in one without having to use two separate domains. Like sometimes in the past, or at least clients in the past and other competitors I've seen have like mobile.mydomain.com. Oh, like, okay. So like sometimes if someone's searching a mobile, they know that it's built for mobile. But what this, this mobile first index is saying is that it doesn't really play too lightly to someone who does have a separate mobile domain um, because of the fact that it is also being shown in desktop versions as well, Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not catering to desktop or catering to mobile in any sense. It's literally catering to the user, like searching a query that could match your website in, in its entirety, that your, your domain and your website should be designed responsibly for both mobile indexing and desktop indexing. So like, we don't build out those separate domains, but like mm-hmm. people have in the past, which is why they're slowly fading away and how responsive design has kind of come into play for that. Um, and it's just the same URL, but it's just built like I've seen websites out there that are like strictly built for mobile. Mm-hmm. Like a credit union was strictly built for mobile, and you can tell because it has like four tabs in the navigation, but it's a credit union and it's like there's clearly more information than just these four tabs. But uh, okay. you can tell certain websites are like built more for mobile nowadays because mobile is like more search, like, uses um, search engines more on mobile platforms than desktop over the past, like, two years or so.
2: Okay. So on the sites that are specifically designed for mobile, do they have, like, some indicating text within the url like does it always say like mobile within the url or like is it dot something like i don't know um, is it hard to tell when you're looking at a mobile site or you can just tell based on like the content and how things are laid out you can't tell by just looking at the url
1: your content should seamlessly mimic what you have displayed on your regular url Mm -hmm. as well as your separate one if you are using a separate url with mobile in it Mm -hmm. so like if we were to have a separate mobile version of Towers website, like on a separate domain, it could be mobile.towermarketing.net oh, Okay. Um, versus I, like the other. I've one. even
0: seen one in the past that it didn't even say mobile dot the company; it was just like m dot the company. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That um, too. That so too. I think there there usually is something in the URL that kind of signifies that this was created just for like mobile viewing.
1: Yeah, and what Google's trying to explain here is it's penalizing people who are using two separate domains, for sure.
0: Okay.
1: Um, But in in a sense, like, some people, unfortunately, are using bad practice with their mobile websites and only knowing, because in Google Analytics, you can separate searches and stuff based on desktop and mobile, Mm -hmm. and they're knowing certain queries are happening on mobile that aren't on desktop. It might only allude to certain information on their mobile version of their website and not include that on desktop to better rank for that. So like, this is kind of like hashing all of that out and saying, no, we're gonna be indexing like the mobile version of like your website that most users land on there that like it should be seamless throughout. It should be on one domain. It shouldn't be two separate domains. And that's kind of um, what that wants. So it's positively impacting search for people who who like Tower are doing that anyways. But but yeah.
0: Okay, thanks Meg. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we're gonna move over to Julia, um, and Julia has um, an article that's a little bit like scary. And if you're like a conspiracy theorist, you're gonna buy right into what Julia is saying. Scary. Murder. I'm just kidding. It's very, it's very Black Mirror.
2: So the title of my article is called. Is Facebook listening in on your conversations? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yes. I'm sure you've probably heard of this if you're listening to this podcast. Um, it's kind of like a sneaky suspicion that I think is pretty common nowadays, unfortunately, um, especially with everything that's going on with Mark Zuckerberg right now. hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Um, so basically, the article. This article is actually from WNEP. It's um, a local news station, and basically, they discuss the suspicion that a lot of people have in regards to Facebook listening in on our conversations and then targeting advertisements and towards people on Facebook. Um, yeah, I don't I guess I don't really know how to describe this <gasps> the best way. No, but I know <laughs> what you're
1: saying, but I'm wondering: Are they listening through like? I was told that mm-hmm. they okay. were listening to you, like, based on something you were talking about, and all of a sudden you'd get a promoted ad for, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go to P.F. Chang's tonight. Like, I want to go. I want to go so bad. And, like, you're talking. And all of a sudden. And, and all of a sudden it's just like, P.F. <laughs> Chang's just opened in Lancaster. And I'll just be like, What? Yeah. That hat, that's what I mean. So they're just hearing you through the phone? Like if you through talk, supposedly, statement? but
2: it's not confirmed. Facebook okay. has actually denied this. They have a statement, um, which I guess I could just read right now. Yes. Um, their statement in regards to the suspicion is, we do not use your device's microphone to listen in on real-life conversations in order to target people with relevant ads. People can find information about our ads and the information used to determine what they see here, and then they link to like a document with like mm-hmm. their... Advertising um, specifications, and then they go on to say, "Of note, we only access your microphone if you have given our app permission." Which I was like, "Oh, I probably gave the Facebook app my permissions." Like I just say yes to like all of those (laughs) notifications. So I don't. I kind of wanted to look into that. I'm not really sure, like, if the majority of people have given the app permission to listen to use their microphone. Because I feel like I've probably done that.
1: Yeah, some little stitches.
2: So they say we only access your microphone if you've given our app permission and if you're actively using a specific feature that requires audio.
0: So like Facebook Live, maybe Mm -hmm. or like videos on Facebook that would need your microphone. So those.
2: Okay. So then, if you want to like use your camera to do like a facebook live or a facebook video or
0: yeah i would um, think they would need your microphone yeah so then well,
2: anyone probably a majority of people have said yes yeah enable microphone access because they want to be able to mm-hmm. post videos and photos facebook but i don't know if that like coinc these two statements coincide with each other because it looks like it says we only access your microphone if you've given our app permission and if you're actively using a specific feature that requires audio. So I don't know if, like, they only access your microphone when you're using the feature that requires audio or they can access your microphone, like, whenever. Like,
0: once you gave them permission to do that one little thing, Mm -hmm.
2: they
0: They technically
2: don't stop. I feel like there's some type of blurred line there, and it, it hasn't been really cleared up. Um, I don't know if you guys got this. I'm sure you did. If you use Facebook, do you guys use the Facebook app? Oh, Meg, you don't have Facebook, do you? No, I deleted oh, it
1: six smart. months ago for reasons like this. <laughs> She's looking
0: at you, Mark. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Kelly, do you use the Facebook app?
0: Um, I don't use the Facebook app on my phone that much. I usually just check Facebook, like, in the morning at work. <laughs> well, I'm because the project coordinator, so. Because I don't... So. <laughs>
1: Because I mostly use Instagram on my phone. Yeah. I've heard that this is kind of more taking an effect to those who are doing voice search, like Siri. Like, um, like, like an Alexa, like much more so. I read an article like forever ago about Alexa because we were at my aunt's house and playing like, um, what's heads up with, Mm -hmm. um, what's her face? Not, she wasn't there, but, um, this game or whatever. (laughs) and they were trying to like play music in the background but the music was being picked up as like um like our uh, what we were like screaming and talking Mm -hmm. about in the game was being picked up as songs by alexa but we didn't have her on and it was like something like that and my cousin who is in it um kind of like a tim situation like very Mm -hmm. similar actually like identical people um he was like yeah like voice search is like picking up on that because like he heard a story how a girl like ordered a Barbie Dream House to her house because she said Alexa order me a Barbie Dream House and it ended up getting delivered to her house when Alexa wasn't turned on like or when Alexa she turned on Alexa and said Alexa on oh. and then she was like because Alexa's connected to Amazon obviously mm. and it was like order me a Barbie Dream House and her parents were like W T F why did you just like order this because like they had everything succinct and connected because you can like. Yeah. order things, or I just ran out of onions. Alexa, order me some onions, or, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's very random, but... So voice search is also impacting Google. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I've definitely
0: had things that, like, I've searched for start to show up in, like, mm-hmm. ads. Um, but I don't know that I've ever... Um, had anything that I just said show up. I've
2: actually definitely experienced that. It was, like, with a really weird thing, too. It wasn't, like, something that I would ever be talking right. about. That's why I was, like, okay, there has to be something. go. Or I, It wasn't something that I would have ever searched. It was something that I was talking about, but I never, like, was looking into this. So basically, like, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, um, and my boyfriend and I were watching it, and then we were talking about Valerian Steel. I don't even... We probably didn't talk about it, like, in much detail, um, like, I don't even know what we would have said about valerian steel specifically, but basically, like, I think in this show, it's, like, the, like, weaponry material or something like uh-huh. that. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I watched it. I know what you're saying. Uh, I don't know
1: what you're talking okay, about. Okay, <laughs> cool. Is it,
2: like, a weapon I material? I thought it was to or kill what?
1: the White Walkers. It's, like, the only oh, type the of only, steel. Oh, the only, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is.
2: <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, no worries, girl. So, I ended up getting a coming. Facebook ad for valerian steel
0: and that's like a steel
2: company. It, yeah, it was or like, like a, it was like some type of company that was like selling specifically like Valerian steel. It, it wasn't even related to Game of Thrones whatsoever. Like it wasn't like a Game of Thrones like merchandise yeah. top, type thing. It was just like some type of like Valerian steel company. And I was like, so this isn't even related. Like I was talking about it in context of the show. Right. And now they heard that like keyword. And now I'm getting these, like, weird advertisements that are for some, like, other company. And it's happened to me a few other times, too. But, like, I just can't remember, like, the specific instances, like, what I was talking about and what I saw. But, I mean, I guess it could somewhat be explained. Like, maybe I was Googling something about Game of Thrones. Like, I had a question about the show. And maybe within my Google query, like, I included the words Valerian. or You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I guess I could. You can't remember every little thing you search, but you
2: feel pretty comfortable that I never would have Googled like Valerian steel (laughs) specifically,
1: because you who would in their right mind purchase Valerian steel first of all, unless you are like a weapons maker. Yeah. 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 Well, I know, but like not Julia Shuler. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which (laughs) Julia? I did. I had that happen to me on um, Instagram. Like, everybody. cause I don't have Facebook. So I feel like I, cause there, I get way too many like ads and stuff in like Instagram story. Cause I'm like an Instagram story whore now. Cause I love putting shit on there. Okay. Okay. Let Um, and, um, I was talking about like new books to be released and it must've been here at book, at, at book. Oh my God. I love books. Here at work. <laughs> and all of a sudden I kept getting all these promotional ads for like Random House and their like new releases from like the Random House publisher. And I didn't realize it was promoted. And I was like, I didn't know I was following this because I kept seeing it so often. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I realized I was like, oh, this is an ad. Oh, ew, this is weird. It's only about new arrivals and new releases that they're like publishing. Which is like very exact, like very exact, and I ended up following them anyways because like I need to know the deets. So it ended up working.
0: Congratulations! <laughs> they had your Facebook. number. They had the number. <laughs> number. Yeah, I. Don't, that's. I mean, I just feel like with everything that Facebook has going on right now, that maybe something like that isn't their
1: best move to make. No, not at all. People are very like leery of them already yeah i feel like they're just using the terms and agreements excuse like well you opted into it yeah. and it's like well we didn't mm-hmm. know because we don't read the fine print it's like you must always read the fine print it's like but that's so long that's yeah so long. <laughs> yeah it's way too long <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you guys see the new facebook commercial like in response yes. to the all okay yes. i think i saw it on hulu like when i was and i'm stupidly account.
0: touched by it uh, i mean, like too. you're right Facebook can do good things. I was like good
2: job Facebook that was great marketing. And then I was like wait, wait. this is
0: really like kind of this sneaky is a too spot on. Yeah. Like if you had just run that randomly before any of this people might have appreciated it. But mm-hmm. really I need to look this up. Mm-hmm. You got to slack it to it's me. It's just then. like about Facebook Facebook was created for something great and when it worked when it's working like it should, it can bring people together and da 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 da, da. And then they were yeah. like, but then spam and bad news. And ads yeah. and
2: <laughs> we're gonna get rid of that and bring families together, and yeah. like it's like a picture of like someone Puppies holding a dog. And babies and yeah, and I'm just puzzles, like proposals,
0: <laughs> it's everything.
2: Yep. Yeah, I was no. really touched by it too. I'm yeah. so glad I wasn't the only one, because I had really mixed emotions. Like at first I was like that's nice. Like, good job in response You're to like, all the stuff oh, that's going that's on. Right? Yeah. And I was like, wait, I'm You're still being listened to, and I'm still like getting yeah, I'm still getting these like weird ads, that I think, are from them listening to me.
1: Well, what's <laughs> scary is that Facebook Messenger is a totally different app than Facebook, and I have like I got a message the other day on Facebook Messenger from, like, some girl that I used to, like, oh, my God, I totally never responded to her. I'm thinking about that now. Um, <laughs> she wanted me to play soccer with her. Mm. And I was, like, at first I was going to message her. I'm, like, how are you messaging me on Facebook? I don't have Facebook. But I had to Google it because I was, like, is Facebook Messenger separate? And technically, yes. if you delete your Facebook, Facebook Messenger, like, people can still find you You can
0: still, there. like, in Facebook, you can see, like, you have a message, but it opens something different mm-hmm. for you to view it. Yeah. But anyway, it's just
1: Creepy. <laughs>
0: I always Mm -hmm. delete Facebook Messenger, and then I'll sit down at the desktop, and I'll see a message that I've been sitting there for a week, and then I feel guilty, so then I put Messenger back on my phone, and then...
2: I feel like I almost rely on Facebook way too much right now. Like, there's so many people that just don't text me. They just message me on Facebook, which is kind of weird. Like, my boyfriend's parents do that. I think it's just easier maybe with Wi-Fi. Like, they don't have... Good service uh-huh. where they work, so it's easier to be on the Wi-Fi and like yeah. do it on the computer. And they don't have like a Mac. So they're like messaging us to communicate all day, and I don't know. Like I feel like now with if I didn't have Facebook, like mm-hmm. one I wouldn't be able to like get in touch with yeah. like people that I'm used to getting in touch with. But at the same time, I don't really want Facebook because of everything that's like going on. And
0: I if my don't know. mom were if my mom were to get on Instagram, then I think I'd get rid of Facebook. i feel guilty not like
1: putting pictures that she can see on facebook yeah my mom got instagram and she's been on it and she posts more frequently than i do (laughs) and we were supposed to go to dinner on sunday and i said oh no i can't like i'm like i not that i didn't want to but like i was like can we go at five and she was like um no none of us are available to make it or whatever and i'm like okay whatever so then i get on instagram and she posts that girl posted at pf chang's on freaking sunday and i was like are you serious you told me you couldn't go to dinner at five she goes well we wanted to go at 6 i'm like i would have gone at 6 <laughs> 30 i have instagram now and i or i always had instagram but I post that on instagram very passively to be like she knew i wanted to go there you're definitely <laughs> going to be getting some pf change
0: i know i keep talking about
1: it i keep talking about it We just got these bootables that are just insane
2: i haven't been there
1: it'll be a three-hour wait I thought you made you can make reservations now. I tried three times. Oh, like I tried three times, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, but you can do takeout." But try
0: sad, takeout? like what's the height of like coolness in Lancaster is P F Chang. You don't even yeah. know. <laughs> what? You not know what's good until you go to P F Chang. It's fine. It's just a surprise with like you know the downtown trying, you know doing that. People still like Those suburbanites of which I am one. Just, you know, love their chain restaurants.
1: (laughs) Suburbanites.
0: Okay, so I'm going to finish up with my topic, um, which is about your website's um, NAP, N-A-P, which is not, obviously, taking a nap. If you're unfamiliar (laughs) with the acronym, it means um, name, address, phone number. And this talks about um, how there are sites out there who do not have an accurate name, address, and phone number for their business, which is crazy, and how it is um, affecting uh, like customers' perception of them. So it just interviewed um, or surveyed, I want to find a thousand US consumers, and um, asked them a couple questions about um, inaccurate business information online. So a couple of like stats from that. Is that consumers lose trust in businesses that have incorrect or inconsistent information, and so they've asked people like, "What have you, like, what have you come across online?" So, seventy percent of people um, have come across inaccurate contact details, fifty-one percent um, inaccurate like opening hours, and fifty percent. Um, poor and outdated photos in your um, local listing.
1: Ah, hmm Who would have thought that people wouldn't like not knowing the true hours of an
0: establishment? So this also says that 36% of people have ended up calling an incorrect phone number, and 22% of people have, like, gone, driven to a location and address that was provided, and then found the business was no longer there. Oh, my God. I would be upset. Yes. So, speaking of being upset, um, if this happened to somebody, 29% of consumers said that they would find a competitive business online um, that can help them, and 12% would just give up on their search completely. Interesting. Um, And then probably what the most startling fact was, or 68% of consumers would stop using a local business after finding incorrect information online.
1: Yep. Has that happened to you? Uh, No, I just keep, like, uh, I had shared this in Slack, like, a couple weeks ago, and it was honestly just, like, mind-blowing. That, like, it's Google My Business is more important now than ever. Yes. If you're trying to rank locally. And we just, and Kelly actually just wrote a really awesome blog about all of this information last week. The one that like,
0: the one that stood out to me because I think this is, I mean, of course I want the contact information and I want like the store hours to be correct, but I'm one of the people that is put off. Like if you have like bad photography in your mm-hmm. local listing, like some people, some businesses just have like, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Meg, but does, will Google pull um, like a Google Maps
1: or, like, a Google Earth photo of some locations? Some Yes, they will do that sometimes because if Google Maps is I, – well, I mean, yes, because if you're in Google My Business, it's connected to Google Maps, mm-hmm. so, like, it will pull that if necessary. But, like, the thing to look out for for these photos is that sometimes people will upload their own photos. So if you are, like, not in control of your own Google My Business, mm-hmm. people could be uploading, like – really horrible things without your permission because when you do become the sole owner of your Google My Business account you can say you can what did I tell you the other week you can give permission or you yeah you can accept or deny you can accept or deny if this image truly represents your business otherwise people are kind of just uploading stuff like Yelp
2: oh okay that's how I thought it worked like I didn't think that the business owner had full control over what Mm -hmm. photos would show up but they actually do some just don't take advantage of it
0: like some of them it's just like literally like the street yeah like your your business is nowhere in it and Mm -hmm. so like I think that that always just reminds me of going to like some back alley like place yeah but like if you're like have like poor photos of like your interior like a restaurant or whatever Mm -hmm. like you know not great photos of like even food or I feel like that, to me, is just as important, and that's kind of what I look at first, um, sometimes over, like, finding a a telephone number or your hours.
2: Yeah, I definitely do, too. I'm always checking out the photos, and if it looks gross, I'm not
0: going there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, my roommate, I was,
1: we were trying to get takeout the other night, and I was suggesting, because she really wanted, like, Chinese food, but, like, not, like, Oka or, like, somewhere here locally. She wanted kind of, like, I don't know. just something different, but Chinese. I was like, okay. Um, And there's this place in Millersville that I love called Mount Pepper. And they have, like, mad spicy food over there. And she was looking at their pictures online. She goes, this place looks deserted. This place looks like it's abandoned. And I was like, so it looks, they don't upkeep the front of their area very well. Mm -hmm. But, like, the food is insane. Mm -hmm. But it literally looks like it's on the wrong Mm -hmm. side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, real hesitant just based on their presence in Google alone. Yeah. Which is, like, pretty interesting. And their website was, like, not responsive and everything. Well,
0: well, we were doing a mobile search, so. So let me ask you, Meg. <laughs> if you... <laughs> if a company does not take ownership of their Google My Business, Google tries to put as accurate information as they
1: have in there. So, two things. They will either... See, this is where I need to do more research <laughs> as an SEO, to be honest. Oh, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. No, it's okay, okay. but because I've seen people just not have a Google My Business account ever, but I don't know if it is, like, a Yelp, like, when you physically check into somewhere, because I think sometimes businesses and local listings in Google were accidentally made in the time of where Google Plus was a thing. Mm. Like, people could check in, like, they could, like, at someone, so, like, it may have been over time created with the Google plus account that a user like a John Smith may have gone to a Mount pepper and because he went there. That business is Google. My business was created based on the fact that he shared their hours, their location and talked about it. But I think those days have since gone by because, um, a client for us in the past was like, I don't remember creating this. It could have been someone that used to be at our company. And then we just never got the credentials anymore. And then people, because a lot of stuff was just kind of being pushed and mm-hmm. uploaded by people that because no one was taking control of it, no one was okaying or denying it, that, like, a lot of those images didn't represent their company or their brand. So, like, I would have to look, but I think there was a point in time where people could accidentally just kind of, like, contribute and create it like Yelp. But now it's like not that way. You can just like create your own and claim your business because you have to claim your business in order to have a Google My Business account. If one was never previously created for you, so I would have to check. So if you haven't done that, that would be step one. Uh, Super step one, because like you got a lot of people leaving reviews on there too that you want to respond to as well. So
0: claiming your Google My Business and then ensuring that your information is accurate, Mm -hmm. accurate telephone number, accurate operating hours and then doing the best you can with having some appealing imagery. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that you can do with the hours is if, for example, you are closed for a certain holiday or, um, you can make adjustments for specific dates
1: as well. Uh Uh-huh. You can customize. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I haven't, we're having this podcast over like our, our daily like coffee (laughs) run. So I haven't had my (laughs) afternoon coffee yet. Um, you can, so like if there's literally a random day out of the year that like your entire company is going to a wedding or an event and you're not open, like you can put in a random date, but they also have dates for like Memorial Day, Labor Day, 4th of July, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so that's easily doable. <coughs>
0: um, and I would say that the other thing that we often run into, and I guess I would ask you your advice for people on that is, and you kind of mentioned this, so somebody who worked for your company five years ago, mm. claimed your business, Really did nothing with it. They left, and now you want to take this upon yourself to improve this, mm-hmm. and you don't have access. How can people
1: overcome that? Um, I've only had experience with this on Yelp, not okay. necessarily Google My Business, because um, you have to claim your business on Yelp too. Kind Correct. of, like, you kind of have to have an expectation for that for any sort of local business directory. Um, but there is like a support like link that it's like did someone falsely claim your business so like it's almost like you're filing an appeal or you're filing a claim that like someone inaccurately or like dishonestly claimed your business without knowing and like you have to then provide a little bit more information and might even get a phone call um a lot of i know yellow pages and i know yelp definitely calls people physically to say proof of who you are and business um so for google's case i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure Cause I know for a client of ours for markets, I know that we were going through some of that stuff too, of like claiming inaccurate business listings that were just created. And I think we just had to, yeah, yeah, I did do that with Google My Business with markets. Yeah. Because then we had to like go to Google. There is a support email (laughs) at Google that you can go through and fix all of this. Wow, my mind wandered. I apologize. Fantastic. Well, good to know. (laughs) So if you are
0: in the situation where somebody has created your account and has since left or... Um, you know, you don't have access, the access you need um, to go in and make these updates, there is help
1: out there. There is help. Okay. (laughs) Great. We will, they will help you. (laughs) Google not all the time, though. They don't like helping too, too much. Okay. Well,
0: (laughs) another topic for another day. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Meg and Julia, for being part of the podcast today. Um, And thank you listeners for listening and um, check back again because we will be back with more episodes of Tower After Hours. Okay, thanks. Say bye. Tower After Hours.